The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And finally, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. You are listening to an international edition of the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. At BetMUFC. This account will become a lot more active during the summer as Manchester United look to rebuild their squad. And finally, also follow my other Twitter account for LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. So LockBetting.com without a dot. This is the account for my premium pay service that has now delivered 108 months in a row of transparent track profit. 108 months means nine years. So that means for nine years, I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting. We are just coming off a 4-0 soccer sweep yesterday as well. So it looks like another hot month as we target month number 109. Do your research before you sign up. The pinned tweet at LockBetting.com is always the PL for the previous month. We have just replaced the month of April with the month of May, which is a big month because it contains futures winners. So go and have a look at the month of May. Look at the type of bets we do. Look at the sports we bet on, look at the stakes as well, and look at the members' comments at the bottom, verifying the fact we have delivered 108 months. If you want to look at more PLs, go down to the bottom, you'll see little tags. They say things like football, tennis, NBA, etc. One of the tags says PL. By clicking that, you'll be able to see all of the other previous PLs. Again, do your research, look at the stakes that we put out, look at the sports we bet on, and of course, look at the members' comments, verifying the fact that this is legit. We have had nine years without a single losing month on this service. Moving on with this final international show of the season, and we have plenty to cover. Not only are we going to be discussing the Nations League matches for match day four, but we will also be looking at two World Cup qualifiers to determine the final two places in Qatar 2022. After this episode, we will be releasing an international wrap-up. That will be the international wrap-up show for this season. We'll be touching on Euro 2020 a little bit, looking back at that. 
but we will primarily be focusing on the Nations League and where we stand with two fixtures left to play. And that's where we're going to look at the Nations League futures markets, something that we have not done so far. We'll be saving the World Cup stuff for our World Cup preview. Now we're going to know all of the teams. We're going to do a proper World Cup preview. We've been putting it off for a while, but it's worked out for the best because now we know all of the teams. That will be the final show of the season. Sandwiched in between that, we'll have three shows from domestic soccer. We'll have a Scamessa Italia wrap-up show. We'll have an EPL season wrap-up show. And we'll have one more episode of Bet MUFC. Then we will take our two-week break and we will return with Bet MUFC to see what Manchester United have done so far throughout the month of June. As we are approaching the middle of June so far, Manchester United have done no business whatsoever. But it does look like they have lost Darwin Nunes to Liverpool. So let's start breaking down our games here for the show. We're going to begin with the two World Cup qualifiers because they take place first. And we'll start here with the game between Australia and Peru, where Australia are the four to one underdogs here to go through on the money line. It's 12 to five here on the draw and it's three to four here on Peru. I like Australia here to avoid defeat in the 90-minute period. Now, this isn't Australia to ultimately go through. This is just Australia to avoid losing across the 90 minutes. I expect this to be a very, very tight game. So if Peru do end up nicking a winner, I think it could be late on. So you could be looking to hedge out this play in the last 30 minutes. But I think Australia will be able to navigate the first 60 minutes at least of this tight game. Plus, Peru don't travel well. So there is an opportunity here for Australia to actually get through to the World Cup. They are actually the plus 200 underdogs to win the tie overall with Peru available at 2-5 to five to qualify. But I think a lot of that is just simply because... Peru are the better team. They're the better team on paper and you would expect them to go through here and I would prefer it if Peru got through. I'm not a big fan of Australia, but ultimately you can't argue with the data. Peru have failed to win six of their last nine World Cup qualifiers on foreign soil and this will be played on neutral territory. Australia come in in better form despite the fact they have not qualified for a World Cup since 2002. They are unbeaten in six of their last eight internationals. And I think they have a good chance here of navigating the first 90 minutes. So you don't need Australia to go through. You just need Peru not to win this in the 90-minute period. I think this will be a tight and cagey game. That's why the over-underline here is set at two. It's not set at under two and a half because you have to lay a lot of juice here to get under two and a half goals here at the price of eight to 13. The over two is at 10 to 11. The under two is at 10 to 11. So the bookies agree it's going to be very, very tight and cagey. I think Peru have the better match winners, so they could nick the game. They are the more likely to nick the game. But I'm going to take Australia to to ride it out simply because this Peru team don't travel well and this is a neutral territory. So I think this will be a leveller and I think it gives Australia a much better chance of making it through to the World Cup. Up next, we look at the game here between Costa Rica and New Zealand. This one is a lot more clear cut for me. This happens on Tuesday night where Costa Rica are the 7-10 favourites on the money line. It's 12-5 on the draw and it's 5-1 on New Zealand. 
The qualification odds here are quite significant with Costa Rica here as the ones at three minus 300 clear favourites and New Zealand priced up here at five to two. I think the books have got it right here. I think that Costa Rica will be the team who ends up going through to the World Cup in the end. This Costa Rica team coming to this one in better form. They have won seven of their last nine games. New Zealand have picked up just two victories in their last five fixtures outside of New Zealand. And Costa Rica have qualified for four of the last five World Cups. So I think they're going to have too much here. They've only failed to reach one of the last five World Cups, and that was the 2010 edition in South Africa. And after a run of seven wins in nine, I think they look much better in much better shape to qualify here. New Zealand looked difficult to beat last time out when they played Peru. Peru only ended up beating New Zealand 1-0. But I think that says a lot more about Peru than it does about New Zealand. And I think it adds more weight to why Australia have a good chance of going through as an underdog because New Zealand ranked 59 places below Australia. So I think New Zealand have done well to even get to this playoff, but ultimately Costa Rica usually get to the World Cup and I think they'll get to this one as well. I think they beat New Zealand. I'm happy to take this on the money line on Costa Rica at the price of 7-10. to 10. Up next, we'll move on to our Nations League action and we'll look at the game here between Denmark and Austria, where Denmark are the 10 to 11 favourites on the money line. It's 5 to 2 on the draw and it's 16 to 5 on Austria. Denmark had a little bit of a slip up at home to Croatia, but they'll be looking to get back on track here. They're in a strong, strong position to win the group. And I don't think they want to relinquish that by dropping points in back-to-back games here at home. So I think we're going to see a full effort from Denmark. One last push to win this game and put yourselves in a really, really strong position to win the group. They currently sit four points ahead of the current Nations League holders and favourites to win the group, France. So this would be a really, really good result to go into the final two games, still four points clear. Assuming that France can win the game against Croatia at home. So far, France haven't won a single game in the Nations League so far. Denmark, however, on a run of 10 wins in 11 home games and they should get the better of an Austria outfit who they've already beaten and have only won three of the last eight away fixtures. And the three wins were against poor opposition than Denmark. And Denmark have won seven of their eight meetings with Austria. And that date backs to 1988. So that's not really significant to current players. But I still think it's important to mention here as we're trying to find as much data as we can to take place. But ultimately, Denmark are a better team. Denmark are very, very good at home. Denmark will be very, very incentivized here. And I think they do manage to get the win. And I like them here at 10 to 11 to do it. Up next, we look at the World Cup final rematch, although these two teams are now playing for the fourth time since that World Cup final. It's France versus Croatia, where France are the 8-15 to favourites to win at home on the money line. It's 16-5 on the draw, and it's 11-2 here on Croatia. I don't really take plays this short usually, definitely not as a lock and not even on the podcast, but... France really, really have to win this game. They are being criticised from all quarters and they could actually get relegated from this group. They could be playing in section two of the Nations League and they don't want that after being the current holders. So 
Whereas it looks difficult for France to win the group here from this point, even though we are only at the halfway stage, they don't want to get relegated from it. So I think France put out a performance here. Kylian Mbappe got injured in their first Nations League game, but he was able to come on and make a contribution to grind out a draw against Austria. That was a game that France should have won. They absolutely dominated ever since Austria scored the opening goal and had plenty of chances. How they didn't score the winner, I'll never know. That was unfortunate because that was a lock for us on the last show. But um, we look for France here to get it done against Croatia here at home. 8-15, to 15, of course, as I said, is short. You can take the gamble on taking France minus one. That pushes if they just win by a single goal and wins if they win by two goals or more. Croatia aren't great travellers, so France do have a real chance of beating that handicap if... It is the full France team if it is a bunch of players who recognise the importance of this game and want to win it, then it's worth taking France minus one. And that is available at the price of 93 to 100 at the moment. So I think France get it done. I do think they get their first win of the Nations League here and put themselves in a better position to qualify. But ultimately, I like Denmark to win as well. So I do think France will go into those final two games still four points behind and needing to win away to Denmark to give themselves any chance. Because if Denmark play France again and they avoid a defeat, then France can't make up that deficit. So France have made it very, very difficult for themselves at this point to get through in the Nations League. So I think the priority at the moment will simply be to avoid the humiliation of a relegation. And at the moment, they are sitting bottom of the group. We now move on to Wednesday and we start with another team who are shockingly bottom of their group. I'm talking about England and they face Hungary here, which on paper, this home game against Hungary should be the easiest of the group. They are the two to seven favourites to win it and get their first win of this group. It's nine to two on a draw and it's 12 to one here on Hungary. I think England will win this game. I think we'll see a team that's very close to Gareth Southgate's starting lineup. We saw a lot of changes for the Italy game. That was surprising to me. But here, I think England will get it done. They'll have all their supporters there as well, which will make a difference. Obviously, supporters were, or most supporters were banned. Some children were allowed into the ground for the Italy game because of England's actions in the Euro 2020 final. But I think this game will still be tight and cagey. I'm going to take England to win. And I'm going to tack on the under four and a half goals. I'm even confident about tacking on the under three and a half goals. Under four and a half goals being tacked on gives you the price of four to six minus 150. And tacking on under three and a half goals gives you even money plus 100. So shade of plus money there. All of England's games in June have seen fewer than three goals. England have scored only once across those three matches. So we're suddenly looking for them to to probably score four or five goals here to go over this four and a half. And this Hungary team have been solid defensively so far. They've lost by a single goal in their last four defeats as well. So I like England to, to win this game and get themselves back on track. But I think it'll be a low scoring game. There's strong data there for, for under two and a half goals, in fact. But I don't really like the price because the data has made that price quite short. I think 10 to 11 for under two and a half goals in this game is very short. But I like England and under three and a half goals here at plus 100. And I certainly like England and under four and a half goals. I think this is a very, very safe play. And you're getting it at four to six minus 150 here for this game between England and Hungary on Tuesday. 
Up next, we look at a game here between Bosnia and Finland. Bosnia are the even money favourites. It's 11-5 the draw and it's 11-4 here on Finland. I picked this one out because I really like a play here from this game. I don't think it's one of the more important Nations League games that's taken place. In fact, uh, one of the games that looks important on paper is the Netherlands versus Wales, but I don't have a significant play on that game, so I will be missing it. But here I do really like a play on under two and a half goals. The under two and a half goals is available at seven to ten. This is because Bosnia have netted just six times in their last 13 home fixtures. And Finland's last six games have all contained fewer than three goals. Only two of Bosnia's last 17 games have had three goals or more. So getting seven to ten on under two and a half goals here is a very, very good price. I don't see how we get three goals here, which is why I've included this one on the show. So under two and a half goals here for Bosnia versus Finland is my play here for this one. Up next, we look at this game here between Germany and Italy, where Germany are the seven to ten favourites. It's 14 to five on the draw and it's 19 to five here on the Italians. Germany have currently drawn all of their games so far in the Nations League and They've drawn them all by the exact same scoreline. So they come into this off the back of three 1-1 draws. And it wouldn't surprise me here to see another one here in Germany. Italy will be happy with a draw because it keeps them top of the group. Italy are top of the group with two draws and a win at the moment. If Germany can win, they can leapfrog them. Looking at Italy's performance against England, I think that they will come here to try and shut up shop. That's something that they're capable of doing if they put out, if they put out a full effort. They were very, very good defensively going into the Euros. They were very, very good at the Euros. So I think they will attempt to to shut Germany out here. And therefore, I think we'll see a cagey game that doesn't get to three goals. There's, there's value here on the under two and a half goals at plus money here at even money plus 100. Germany's last four matches have all ended in one or draws. And three of Italy's last five away fixtures have actually finished nil-nil. I think Italy are going to find it difficult to get anything more than a point here. Because Germany are strong at home. They have been especially strong under Hansi Flick. They are unbeaten at home in seven games. So I wouldn't be entirely surprised to see another draw here. I think if anybody wins this game... I think the German players are capable of producing a better moment of quality. But I think it's going to be tight and cagey. And I think we're going to see tired players as well. Bundesliga players, Serie A players and obviously players from other top leagues in Europe as well. They've all had a long, long season. This is the final hurdle. And I think we'll see a tight and cagey, maybe even lethargic game here. So under two and a half goals is my selection once again. And that is available at even money plus 100. So as I said, I'm skipping the Holland-Wales game. I really don't have a strong play on that game. So the last two games I'm going to cover will be the Ukraine versus Republic of Ireland and Poland versus Belgium. We'll begin with Poland versus Belgium, where Poland are the 5-2 underdogs. It's 9-4 on the draw and it's 21-20 on Belgium. Belgium get to finish up here away to Poland in the competition where 
One of their players made it clear that they didn't want to play in it. And their performances have kind of shown that. Other than pumping Poland 6-1, where they look very, very good in that second half. Belgium have been lacklustre. They lost their first game 4-1 to the Netherlands. And they went 1-0 up against Wales. But they allowed Wales to, to get back into their game, scoring a late equaliser. They especially looked very, very lethargic in that second half. I'm not sure if Belgium put out a performance here, but I am sure that they'll score a goal. Belgium have managed to score in every single game since the 2018 World Cup semi-final loss to France. So I have no doubt they'll be able to score here in this one. Poland could get something from the game here. Belgium have failed to win each of their last four away games. And Poland have only lost one of their last nine games at home. Aside from Belgium scoring in every single game since the 2018 World Cup semi-final loss, they come up here against a Poland team who have conceded in six of their last eight at home. So I think there's very little chance of a Poland clean sheet here in this one. However... Poland themselves are a very prolific goal-scoring team. They have now scored in 21 straight internationals. So I think both teams to score is a very, very solid way to go. Poland scored two goals last time without starting Robert Lewandowski. He returns to the side here and he'll be looking for goals. Robert Lewandowski, after 10 goals in his last 12 Poland appearances, will be expected to return to the side. And that adds even more weight to the both teams to score selection. I'm very surprised to see this selection here available at the price of four to five, given the data the data being, I think the key data being the fact that, as I said, Belgium scored in every single game since the 2018 World Cup. Poland concede a lot of goals, but they have scored in 21 straight games. And yet you're giving me both teams to score here at the price of 4 to 5 minus 125. I think there's significant value on the selection and that's what we're going to take here for this one. The final game we're going to look at here is Ukraine at home to Republic of Ireland where the Ukraine are the 10 to 11 favourites. It's 23 to 10 on the draw and it's 18 to 5 here on Republic of Ireland. I really like this game here. I really like a lot of the games that I'm covering here for this final international show. And I think Ukraine win this game and win it comfortably. Their World Cup loss against Wales was a minor blip because aside from that, this team are in incredible form. Ukraine have lost just one of their last 14 matches and that was that key game against Wales. Whereas Ireland only just won their first game in this competition and it's their third season in it. This Republic of Ireland team are very, very poor travellers. The only sides that Ireland have beaten away across the last four years were all ranked outside of FIFA's top 90. So not top 50, not top 60, 70, 80. They were ranked outside of the top 90. I don't think they have a chance of winning in Ukraine here. I think Ukraine will get the win. I like Ukraine on the money line. This is a strong play. And I love the price here of Ukraine at 10 to 11, minus 110 on the money line here in this one. Closing out with your lock on the show, lots and lots of strong plays here. I'm going to be transparent with you. We're going to have a big card out on Tuesday and Wednesday over at lockbetting.com. It's just a case of putting these in order, seeing what I like the most and then adding relevant stakes to them. But I'm going to give you a double lock here. So I'm going to give you two one unit plays here on this show. 
They're both going to be from Tuesdays. So I was tempted to take France here, but I think they're too short on the money line at 8-15. to 15, And I don't want to rely on them to win by more than a goal and uh, give you a selection that could possibly push. So I'm going to give you two selections on Tuesday that will have definitive outcomes. The first one is Bosnia versus Finland. Not really a game that people go to, but I've been doing that with the Georgia games as well. Adding Georgia games to this podcast essentially means I love a play in the Georgia game. Georgia don't feature here, but Bosnia and Finland do. And that's because I am very, very heavy on the under. Very, very significant data, and I don't see any reason to fade it. I just don't see three goals here in this game. As I said, only two of Bosnia's last 17 games have had three goals or more, so we'd be very, very unlucky if it's suddenly three out of 18. And even that would mean just one out of every six games are going over two and a half goals. So the price of seven to 10 almost has to be taken. Add to the fact that Finland's last six games have all contained fewer than three goals. And Bosnia, who are the favourites to win this game, have netted just six times in their last 13 fixtures on their own turf. The second half of this lock double is both teams to score in the game between Poland and Belgium. Again, strong, strong day to play. Poland have scored in their last 21 games. Belgium have scored in every single game since they lost the World Cup semi-final to France in 2018. This Poland defence can't be trusted. They have conceded in six of their last eight games and that's at home and that's where this one will be played. So I'm looking for these two teams to do what they do which is score goals in their matches. That's it for this edition of the EPL Show International Special. As I said, I will be doing an international wrap-up show. We'll be talking a little bit about the international year, which will include Euro 2020, but this is primarily going to be to focus on the last two Nations League games and the futures markets. We've never spoken about Nations League futures markets for this incarnation of the Nations League. So we'll be looking at the outright markets and we'll be looking at all of the favourites to win the group. So we'll be breaking down each individual group on that wrap-up show. There'll also be a wrap-up show for Scamessa Italia. There'll be a wrap-up show for the EPL. There'll be a final edition of BetMUC for the season before we return with that show in two weeks time and of course finally the world cup preview as we will know after tuesday all of the teams that will be playing in qatar 2022 and therefore i will finally release our world cup preview podcast but until then that's it for me good luck with all of your bets as always guys and thanks for listening